Welcome to episode 3 of the Juice Media Podcast, a companion to the Honest Government ad series, brought to you by the Department of Genuine Satire. As you know by now, we're going to be producing this podcast in between Honest Government ads, and it's a way to get more in-depth and talk a bit more about the topics of each video. We've been dealing with a lot of international and national issues, but this latest Honest Government ad was about a relatively local story. Local, that is, to us here in Melbourne, which is where we live and produce all our videos. And I was really stoked to be able to make this video about a local issue, because one of the things that is really exciting about this series, the Honest Government ads, is that, yes, we can talk about big international global issues, but we can also focus and zoom in on really local stories which, even though they are local, are still a reflection of broader global international issues, of patterns and of history, and of the general big fucking human story that we inhabit. And our latest Honest Government ad is a perfect example of that connection between the local and the bigger picture. And that is the story of the Jaburong people and how they are trying to protect the last remaining vestiges of their ancestral lands from a highway development project which is taking place in Western Victoria. Namaste. I'm from the Australian government here to introduce our newest segment, Numbers, Numbers with Susan. Numbers with Susan brings you the latest bullshit from your new environment minister, a numerology enthusiast who added an S to her name for good luck. Isn't that bullshit? You might be thinking pseudoscience isn't what we need from the minister responsible for the fate of our planet's life support systems. But come on, numbers are fun. Like 3,000. That's the number of native trees Susan and the Victorian government have approved for destruction so we can reroute this stretch of the Western Highway. Sure, scientists say we must plant billions of trees to avoid the collapse of all life on Earth, but Susan read some tea leaves and they said, Fuck science. Blowing up what's left of Western Victoria's giant natives will bring good health when everything's dead. Numbers with Susan. And 263. That's the number of those trees that are sacred to the Jaburong people, the sovereigns of these lands. This majestic ancestral direction tree is 300 years old. Sadly, Susan said three 300 isn't a destiny number. So she doesn't give a shit that it will get the axe to build a road. That's why right now the Jaburong are calling on people to join them in protecting this sacred landscape and ancient trees from our shit fuckery. Zero. That's how many fucks Dan and Jacinta give about signing that treaty with Victoria's indigenous people. Cause nothing says treaty like a chainsaw. That's an excerpt from our Honest Government ad. If you haven't seen it, you can find the full video on our website thejuicemedia.com or one of our pages facebook twitter youtube etc special shout out there to our new environment minister susan lee who no doubt will be responsible for much shit fuckery over the coming months and years so you can expect the numbers of susan segment to be something of a, a regular feature on the honest government ads everyone agrees that this highway needs to be expanded widened and there is no contest there nobody is against the roads uh, being improved the disagreement comes over which path this highway is going to take. The government has plotted a course which plows through a beautiful landscape which um, I just was driving through yesterday. It's scattered with ancient, and I mean ancient, hundreds of year old gum trees, river gums, which are some of the few remaining ancient trees in Western Victoria. Some of these trees are 300, 600, even 800 years old. More to the point, some of these trees are sacred to the Jaburong people. Sacred in the same way that other cultures regard cemeteries as sacred, or churches, cathedrals, or mosques. 
you don't have to be religious or believe in God in order to respect a society's sacred places. We seem to understand this quite clearly when it comes to cemeteries and cathedral and mosques and synagogues. We wouldn't raise these places down to build a highway, we would find an alternative. But when it comes to places that are sacred to indigenous people, it seems to be another story. All of a sudden, the legitimacy of the sacredness of these places is called into question. People say, oh, they're just making it up. That's beside the point. Catholics, Protestants, Jews and Muslims might be making up the sacredness of their own sacred places. That's not the point. The point is, we respect the fact that they regard those places as sacred. So the question is, does the government and Australian society afford the same respect to Aboriginal beliefs and practices? It's the same story that's taking place across the world. We're seeing it at Mauna Kea in Hawaii, in the occupied territories of Hawaii. We're seeing it at Ihumatau in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And we're seeing it across Australia. And in this particular case, just on our doorstep here in uh, Melbourne, Victoria. So here's the thing. Roads, telescopes, houses are not going to stop being built anytime soon. But we do have a choice in how and where these things are built. In fact, that choice reflects what kind of a society we are and it's 2019 and it's about bloody time that we learned how to negotiate the so-called progress so that it also respects the rights and beliefs of the very people on whose lands all of these fancy things are being built. And on that note, I'm going to pass the mic over now to the very people who've been spearheading this campaign to save these ancient trees on Jabberon country. During my drive out to this landscape yesterday, I was welcomed at the Jabberong Embassy, which is an encampment of makeshift tents on the side of the highway to protect some of the most sacred and ancient of these trees. And I was able to sit down with Zelenak and Amanda, who have been camping out on the side of the highway for over a year to protect these sacred trees. They loved the video that we made, the Honest Government ad. They were really stoked with it. And I told them that I had recently launched a podcast and I asked them whether they'd like to be my first ever interview guests. So we sat down in one of the shelters and with mega trucks speeding past us on the highway just a few meters away, we conducted our first ever Juice Media interview. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so I'm here on Jabberon Country with... Zelenak and Amanda, thank you very much for making us feel welcome here at the Jabberong Embassy. This is uh, episode three of the podcast and we're here on country talking to the people that have been spearheading this campaign. Zelenak and Amanda have been camped out here for over a year on the side of the highway and um, I'd just like to know a little bit more. Why are you camping outside here for people who don't know about the story, what's going on? Well I have a um I have a blood connection to this part of country and the blood connection comes out of this land. Um, it particularly comes out of the, the, the bloodline and, the, and the, the songline and the dreaming out of this part of country. My descendancy comes from this part of country. Um, and so uh, I'm here of, uh, under obligation through our, our law, uh, the law of Bunjil, uh who created um, our laws, our lands, our waterways, um, our people, our animals. So I'm here under under his law, um, ensuring the preservation and and, and the, the protection of of our sacred, um, holy, spiritual, um, religious beliefs um, within this particular area, which are um, we, 
some sacred, very, very sacred trees, um, some very, very sacred old red gum, river gum um, trees. Um, there's also some fiddleback um, trees which, which have uh, DNA, um, placenta uh, from our ancestor, ancestral roots who have been born um, in one of our particular birthing trees which has had, um, you know, uh, in excess of 10,000 babies born inside that particular tree. Um, over 50 odd generations um, birthed inside that particular tree and so we have a very very particular um, in-depth and, and kin relationship with this part of country um, as you know like I just said our DNA is in this country our, our blood is in this land and you know it was passed down to us through generation to generation um, that has since been uh, erased in the last 150 years um, through colonisation um, and now we're here uh, in a place of you know protecting um, that uh, under our law and protecting our, our custom uh, under you know um, government dismantlement. And Amanda you've, uh, Zelenak has told me that if it wasn't for you you wouldn't be camping out here. What, how does your what does he mean by that? What's your, what has been your role in all of this? Oh, look, I'm not too sure what he exactly means by that. But um, look, I think it's um, I think that's paying respect to the women, not just of this country, this particular Japarong country, but I think um, women all over, really, because I think it's time that um, if we're going to talk about old ways, and you know, women were the decision makers, um, you know, back then, and were successful decision makers because when women make decisions, they think of everything and everybody around them before they think of themselves when they're making that decision. So um, I think he might, you know, mean that or probably some of the crap that I take, I guess, um, at times, you know, um, when things are falling apart, women tend to have the ability of putting it back together. Um, I wouldn't say effortlessly, we just make it look effortless. So maybe he means that, and that he loves me. <laughs> to clarify what I mean, mm. um, the day-to-day, -day, you know, the day-to-day -day, um, living, um, the day-to-day -day sacrifices that she's been able to make, um, and not only, you know, I've had to go away and do men business. Mm. You know, I was away off country for 26 days due to um, being a political scapegoat through incarceration. Um, and, and those times that I was off country, you know, my wife held country very, very strong. Um, my wife held country very strong and I'm, you know, that to me is, is you know, not much has to be said in terms of um, uh, how you back uh, your partner, your husband or someone you love, but, you know, she's been able to do it in a way where it's, you know, been in a strong, staunch, resilient, you know, mindset. And, and sacrificed uh, a lot within family, within you know her own children contact, and and within living and and you know, in Nam and all that kind of stuff, and just due to everyday uh, stuff, which you know she was able to uh, be in a position to be able to you know pretty much put all that aside and pack all the, the house up and put it in in a storage, you know where we do owe you know lots and lots of money through that storage. Um, we probably never get our stuff back. But, you know, um, at the same time, you know, wouldn't change it for the world. We can't. 
It's it's we can't. We look. I came. As I came here. As much as you want to, you can't change it. You can't. You we know. it's we're obligated because you know I look. You know, um, he's been here since day dot, and um, you know set up the camps and all that. But I only came up just for a visit. I only I really honestly I only came up for three days, three days in, and here I am. You know, it's almost fourteen months later, um, because. You know, I was introduced to this particular tree over here, this 800-year-old birthing tree, at about midnight um, the night that I arrived. And um, she has a branch that extends down like, a, like an arm and a hand. And uh, that's the first place I greeted her um, when DT showed me. Um, and I burst into tears. I just felt it. And then as, you know, uh, the couple of weeks grew I I knew inside something was just yeah we I, we couldn't turn our back on it and without really discussing anything we knew that we had to be here you know so um yeah I don't think I'd be able to live with myself this is I mean it's for everybody I sit here for just for me I'm talking for me I sit here for um for everybody you know um and the rest of the globe as well. It's happening everywhere, you know, to all First Nations people. And I keep saying, if, you know, we can't tell our stories and these stories are not listened to, then the whole world's gone because we are the, we are the, we're, we are the key to nursing the mother back. In one sense, you know, the trees are, are a small part of the subject yeah. to a greater, to a greater um, cause and to a greater purpose. Mm. Um, and and that greater purpose is is restoring the faith and and restoring the um, the ability to to treat your First Nations people of this country as as a treasured um, as a treasured peoples as a people of someone we highly respect and as a people we we are highly thankful for um, and the reason that is is because we are in a climate you know a place of climatizational uh, disimpairment and and emergency, but not only that, you know, our, you know, your first peoples of this country are in a place of 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 extinguishment, yeah. and all that belongs to us, in order for for one another culture to to evolve, and this is something that has has been going on for for 240 odd years yeah, in this yeah. country. It's a conversation, you know, it's a, it's a subject that has never ever. Uh, had the final topic or, or, or never ever had closure to it. It's something that still lingers, it still continues. And while that still continues, you know, there is a whole country out there that is continuing to, to live every single day like there is nothing wrong. Mm. But beneath the surface, there is, there is so much more that, that, that you know, that, that needs to come out of what we're doing here. Mm. You know, there's, there's future business on behalf of the Japarong people and our landscapes and our, our country. You know, we are people that when you come to do business with us, you better come with the you better come with the right attitude. Mm. You better come correct. Don't come with us short-handed, or don't come with us with with bribery of one hand. Come with us honest, open, and and allow us to conduct business that was you know should have been passed down to us through generation to generation. But like I said, in the last 150 years, it's been out of our care. But we're in a place now where where where, where we're using our, we're utilising our resources, you know. We're utilising our, our partnerships with, 
with you know your environmental groups, your climate, your climate actioneers. We're utilising our, our our resources. We're utilising and, and we're exchanging our tactics, mm. and we're actually coming together to to bring it together to to oppose well, destruction. Well, it's a movement, yeah. We're, we're to oppose destruction of our, of our homelands, mm. to oppose you know destruction for big business for mm. big money. Mm. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible that you know you've you've put your lives on hold for something like this. A lot of people would think, why? And a lot of the comments that I've seen in the response to our video, our honest government ad, has been to dismiss the situation as like trees aren't sacred, you know, or ah, Aboriginal people say that tree is sacred. They've made it up because for some whatever reason, you know. However, you know, if we're talking about a cathedral or a cemetery then everyone else seems to understand that, oh, you wouldn't knock down a cemetery or a cathedral, you know, unless you had the permission of, of the people of that community. So can you explain for those people, what is it that people don't understand about how trees can be sacred? How is a tree sacred to, to um, Aboriginal people in the, in the same way or in a similar way that a cathedral or a church or a mosque or a cemetery is sacred to non-Aboriginal people? A tree has life tree has spirit. People all over the world classify to a tree of life. When we talk about a tree of life, well, we talk about every single tree because every single tree has life in it. More importantly, the particular trees on this landscape have been culturally modified for a particular reason, for a particular purpose. And, and, and even though they've been modified, We've still shown the utmost respect for the tree in terms of allowing the tree to recover from that scar and to still grow, to more importantly be in a spiritual connection and in sync with that tree. Even more importantly, again, we have trees which have placenta from human, human, human being DNA. So when we talk about an actual tree of life, well, our people planted the DNA and the seeds together for a particular purpose. And that particular purpose is so that when our children grow up and they start taking their walkabouts and they start trekking to other different parts of the country, if they, if they ever feel like they're lost, their spirit will always guide them back home because their spirit's planted in the land and it'll always direct them back home. No matter how you try to disimpair them, no matter how you try to how you try to take them away from their country or, or destroy their lands or destroy any evidence that, 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 that remains of their lands. You know, their spirit's there, so their spirit will guide them back. And, you know, it might take 10 years, might take 20 years, but it always does. And they're always in the landscape. And they're always there. And mm. that's what it's designed for. So mm. even when you walk through the bush, uh, you're never alone. Mm. You can always get that advice. You can always get that guidance. You can always talk to the trees. They're there. They're there, yeah. The, the, the same way you go into a church, you sit down on the, on, on the, on the, on the square box and, 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 and you, give, you, give your, you, you have to talk openly. You have to, you have to be willing. You have to, you have to talk to, to, to a higher power of your understanding. And that's what it is. We have higher powers of our understanding. We have create, creator stories. We have stories which give us connection. We have stories which give us connection to our past, which date back more than seven generations, which is a very, very rich and fruitful um, history. And so we want to impart some of that spiritual connectedness of what we have. 
because look what this connection does. It allows us to be in a place of blind decision making, which then in turns into allowing policies and acts to be able to decimate and destroy our, 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 our resources, our, our native foods, our, our, our native homelands, which, are, which belong to us, which we belong to. And not only that, but because of this connection, we are in a place of, of climate emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, all of these issues are connected, cultural, spiritual, environmental, and there's also a legal component in the sense, if I understand correctly, these, um, because of the, the connection uh, between Aboriginal uh, Jaburong um, people and country, these are also a sign of sovereignty. This, this is a connection of of ownership of this land. And I believe right now the Victorian government is negotiating a treaty, right, yeah, with, uh, with Victorian mobs. We have trees that mark boundary. We have trees that mark territory. We have trees that mark possession. Just like the sign out on the road that says, Welcome to Ararat, that marks possession. Yeah. Just like the sign that says, Stop. Just like the sign that says, This is native vegetation. Well, we recognise that. Mm. We see that. We recognise it. So, yeah, it is about sovereignty. And it is totally about sovereignty in a way where we're not... It, it, our way is, is not, you know, uh, subjectised to a manner where, oh, we're only just talking about trees, we're not talking about land. Land's a separate, separate subject. Well, to us, mm. it's all connected, so... Yeah. So, because of the, the Andrews government, uh, the Victorian state government is hoping to broker this treaty. What would you say to Daniel Andrews, the, the government, if you could say a direct message to the Premier of Victoria, who's extending, as you say, one hand a treaty, the other hand has a chainsaw? My message is I don't do deals with murderers, mm. and I certainly don't do deals with liars either. My message is also we extend an open invitation to you, Mr Andrews, to come up here and sort out business that you, uh, your office and your people uh, have played a part in... in, in uh, causing. Um, it's now time that your professionalism is required, uh, your empathy is required, it's now time to, to come up here and have a conversation with us. We are, we, we, we are inviting you, better yet, we are requesting you to come to our country. Seems your people are doing business on behalf of our country, who we are the, we, we are the custodians, we, 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 we have the song lines, we, are, we own this part of country, never been ceded, our sovereignty was never ceded through anyone. It's time, Mr Andrews. Otherwise, we will see you in due course. If they really mean what they say, yeah, come out here. So what can people do? I mean, you know, we've made this video to help raise awareness about this issue, but um, obviously that's just the start. What can, what's, what can the community do if they, if they care about these kind of issues, if they care about being respectful on country, if they care about their own backyard and this is something that they can do? What is the most helpful thing that people can do and to assist the Jaburong Embassy? Well, in terms of, um, you know, we're in the 20th century now and, and I believe, you know, people have their own mindset, people have their own spirit. And I believe if you really look into your spirit and you really look into, you know, your feelings and whatnot and your empathy, you'll know where you need to be. You'll know, you know, if you're not here, you're on, you're on someone else's front line you know, helping them fight for their, their, their rights and, and, and their human right and their, 
they're right for recognition and respect. Um, you, know, you can always come here. You can always, you know, continue writing letters. You can always continue to, um, you know, keep pushing the word on Facebook and whatnot. But you know, in all honesty, the real power is, is, you know, is people seeing bodies on the land, people seeing the physicality, because that's that's what really moves people. People understand. Oh, yep, I see all them people there. There must be something, you know, special happening there. Maybe I want to join that. Mm. Gives people some inquisitiveness. But more importantly. We've, you know, we opened this place up to education. Um, even the guy that's bipping the horn, the way he's bipping the horn, we he's hope miserable. that we hope that he has a safe travel. He's miserable. On this very, very uh, unsafe road, they call it. Mm. Yeah, for me, like it's about um, unity. It's about, you know, lifting the stigma that's around First Nations people as well. Um, you know, which has been there, put there since um, colonisation. So, you know, rather than people saying, look, oh, I'm so sorry for what, you know, my ancestors did, I really apologise for that. Well, you really can't. But what you can do is say, hey, you know what, we're your brother or we're your sister as well. Well, let's do this together. Let's all move forward together, you know, because the system really sucks for everybody now. So, and moving forward together, I think, in unity is part key. Even though you can't change what your ancestors done, you can change what policies are in now. That's right. That's right. You can change the continuation of that culture. Yeah. That's what you can do. Yeah. Together in, 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 in humanness, you know, there's people all over the world, you know, Ihe Mateo people over in New Zealand, our brothers and sisters over there. Um, you know, we, we, we extend our solidarity, our brothers and sisters, if you are, you know, watching and listening, we love you, we, we um, respect you very highly, um, and we love that you are continuing to push the message around the world, and we love that you are continuing to hold the space on your sacred places in your sacred country, you know, just like them people, you know, all around the world, there are movements all around the world who, who are First Nations, who are the original custodians, who are, you know, standing up and taking our place in our countries, um, in, in, in the most loving, powerful nature, and that's through culture. Mm. Yep. And if we're not listened to, like I said earlier, you know, if First Nations people from all around the world aren't listened to, this, we're, we're all finished. We're gone, you know, um, because like we say, you know, Mother Earth is everything that we are. You know, your salts, your minerals, your water, everything that she is, we are, we're a reflection. And if, she, if all those are poisoned, so are we. You know, Mother Earth is violently attacked every day by the human species. Well, so are women. This is, I'm talking domestic violence, you know, mental health, um, diseases like cancer. It's, it's all to do with her. Hearing you speak, hearing you both speak, it makes me realise what an incredibly special place you've created here because everyone who's here really feels the gravitas, the, the seriousness of the issue, but also how... Everyone is very emotional about it. We were at the middle camp um, where the beautiful Directions tree is and um, people talking about their experience here, the people that they've met, the things that they've learned. One fellow had tears in his eyes talking about it and, you know, everyone is very, um, in their own way, very spiritually connected to this cause. And the way that you speak about it also is, um, you know, it's not the traditional kind of uh, sort of, well, we've just got something to do here, we're going to get the job done, there's, there's a bigger mission... And just recently also I overheard you talk, you had a, a conversation with someone from Vic Rhodes 
and you were trying to um, convince them to come down here and talk to you. You said, you know, you were saying, brother, just come down so we can have this, you know, this conversation so we can talk eye to eye. And you said something, you know, you were trying to appeal not not on a, on a sort of on a legal level or, you know, this is clause A, B and six or whatever. It was very much on a on an emotional level. And you were saying, you know, the same um, look um, that you give to your grandchildren, you know, um, try and apply that same em- em- empathy that you have for your loved ones, for your family. To, to these trees, to our landscape, it's quite an it's a quite a powerful um, thing, and I think you know if people, one of the benefits for people to come and visit here and and, and see the landscape and hear you talk, um, and experience it firsthand would really to go away and take that um, insight back with them, which we just don't get in the city. You know, we're just completely disconnected from so many of these things, um, and that's definitely something that um, I'll be taking back as well, and. Um, um, hopefully the listeners of the podcast get a, a little sense of it as well. But um, well, it's, the truth. it's very powerful. Colonialism, yeah. colonialism is, is enabled a really, really um, unhealthy um, way of thinking. Uh, it's, it's released a, a, a mindset that we are good actors. The thing most people don't understand is when you're on someone else's time, you've got to act accordingly. And you don't get personal view. You don't get personal uh, agenda on that. And that's something that is happening all too often within our communities. We are able to shut off empathy very, very quickly in order to just make sure our wage comes in this week. The thing of I'm just doing my job has gotten us to where it's gotten us. And look where we are. A climate emergency. And these professional humans who are responsible for our roads and and our planning and and all that kind of stuff are not willing to engage in a professional manner. So that's where I start to to catch them spiritually. Well, I know you've got a conscience. Somewhere. I know you've got it somewhere. I'll dig as far as I've got to dig. I'm a person of great care and, and consideration. I've been through a lot in my time, and brother, I will break you down. And we're not going away. So, you know. I think he heard that part ten times, didn't he? We're not going away. Well, you know. Yeah. I hope he understands that we're not going away. Mm. But at the same time, I hope he goes away and has a look at himself in the mirror mm. when everything's all quiet and lonely and there's no one around. And he's got to be able to find find somewhere within his heart or within his spirit, to be able to rest his head from all of the inaction, from all of the inability to show empathy, from all of the ignorance, from all of the disrespect that he's shown people that he's supposed to be serving. I hope he finds a way to be able to sort out his conscience within that and, and, and you know, the right thing will come of it and hopefully we get our meeting. Well, thank you both, um, Zelenak and Amanda, for speaking to us here on the side of the Western Highway in Victoria, one of the many sacred places under attack across the world. Mm. Thanks for holding the front line as you, one of the many front lines as you refer to it. And um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking more about this issue and following closely what happens um, to keep everyone um, informed. And thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thanks for the opportunity. What up? 
you want to keep up to date with what's happening on Jabberwong Country with this situation, make sure to follow the Jabberwong Heritage Protection Embassy page on Facebook and head to dwembassy.com. You'll find the links in the show notes below the podcast. Big thanks to Mark Spencer from Climactic, who came down with me to Jabberon Country with a whole bunch of microphones so that we could record this interview. That's it for now. You've been listening to the Juice Media Podcast. This is Giordano. We'll be back very soon with another honest government ad and more genuine satire.